Welcome to Swapping Paint, the podcast that rubs doors with the cream of the crop in motorsport today. With your host, 18 times Australian champion, Dave Sarah. Thanks for tuning in to Swapping Paint. I'm Dave Sarah, and today we chat to Australian teenager Oscar Piastri, whose goals for Formula One are becoming a reality. Following in the footsteps of Daniel Ricciardo, Oscar chats about his connection to the Renault Formula One team and his recent signing with Mark Webber as his manager. We welcome Oscar. Oscar, mate, how are you? Good, thanks, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Good. Hey, I was just telling these guys that um, you're the current Formula Renault champion and some of the some of the honour list that we we're reading through, obviously, Philippe Massa, I've got Pierre Gasly, Lando Norris, Valtteri Bottas. That's, uh, that's obviously pretty exciting to have your name alongside those guys. Yeah, um, obviously pretty competitive championship. Um, a lot of big names, like you said, have gone through. Um, yeah, obviously Ricardo was there in the year. Bottas was there. Um, I think he lost by a point. So, um, yeah, some big names. And, yeah, it's good to join that list of names. And I was saying, obviously, uh, that you, you moved from Australian karting where you raced with my cousin James with the Melbourne Karts in the team. Then you went across the race with Ricky Flynn. What was that like, racing with, um, with one of the biggest European karting teams? Yeah, that was awesome. Um, it, was, it was a massive shock. Um, obviously, I think Australia's, you know, we don't have as many people here and, um, you know, you, you, we don't have the same amount of guys with ridiculous budgets like Europe. Um, so, yeah, going over there for the first time and seeing, you know, massive trucks for every team like, you know, Tony Carr rocking up with two or three trucks. Um, you know, it's a massive eye-opener the first time you do it. Um, but yeah, the team were really professional, um, you know, probably as professional, if not even more professional than than some of the entry-level uh, car racing teams. Um, and, yeah, that was an awesome experience. I really learned a lot. Um, and then, yeah, racing against, you know, 80 or 90 guys every weekend and, you know, there's 20 or 30 of them that they can all win on their day. So, um, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. It is. That's impressive. How do you think the Australian talent stacks up against these European drivers? Obviously, they've got more in their field, but uh, the best of Australian drivers that you've competed against previous to that, how does it compare against the European? Um, yeah, the top Aussies can definitely match it with the top Europeans. Um, like, no doubt about it. Um, so, in terms of, you know, whether Europe's more competitive, I don't think it is. I think just the depth of the competition is is more just naturally because you've got more guys there. Um you know, in most of the, the races I did in Australia, there was, you know, maybe five, six guys that could win most weekends. And in Europe, it's, you know, upwards of 20. Um, but, but yeah, the Australians have shown time and time again that we can mix it. Um, and, yeah, the competition here is just as good, just, just not quite the numbers. For sure. I had one of the guys ask through earlier. He said, how did you get noticed by Mark Webber now that we've seen that you're going to be managed by Mark Webber? It's going to be a bit of a sort of a mentor for you. How did that come about? Um, so my my trainer that I've had for the last sort of three or four years, um, Simon Sosterich, he, he was Mark's trainer um, during his Red Bull days um, in F1. So we sort of had that mutual contact um, and, you know, my dad and I, sort of just kept the Mark's contact sort of in our back pocket and, you know, if, if success started coming our way and, you know, I'm in the position I am now, then then we would have asked out um, for some help, which obviously we have now. Um, so, yeah, he was he was always there. We just 
sort of waiting for the moment to come and, and now moving into F3 feels like the right moment. Yeah, that's exciting. Obviously, I was just saying before you with the Premier team, they're the current champions. They're a powerhouse when it comes to uh, just open-wheel European racing. And they've got that next step up with Formula 2 as well. We've seen Mick Schumacher's join that team as well. So you've got the key ingredients, got the right team and personnel behind you. And obviously, you've looked at that as a stepping stone towards the next couple of categories. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. Obviously, Premier's got, um, you know, they've got a team in most championships in Europe. So um, they're sort of... You know, you can probably go with them all the way uh, to F2 if you really wanted. Um, obviously, last year they had a, a dominant year in F3, which was which was why we why we picked them and why they picked me. Um, so yeah, obviously that step up into F2 is there um, if I have a good year. Obviously, they've you know they're a well-known team and you know they're at the level where they can pick whoever they want. Um, you know they've they've got that um, sort of prestige to to pick the top guys. Um, so I'll have to earn it. Um, but yeah, definitely if if I have a successful year in F three, then um, I can I can jump into F two with those guys. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And now that we're with the Renault Autosport uh, Academy, has and you've met Daniel Ricciardo, obviously another Australian. Has he been able to give you any advice about um, you know things to you know try and help you pursue your your dreams? Um, I haven't. I haven't actually spoken to him that much, to be honest. Um, obviously, I was planning on speaking to him a little bit at the Grand Prix until it got cancelled. Um, yeah. And and the little time I did spend with him, he was you know ducking off left, right, and centre, doing media stuff. Um, so you know, I've spoken to him a little bit, but not in in that much detail. I'm sure I'll be able to look at him for some words of wisdom in the future. Um, and, you know, I spoke to Esteban Ocon as well. Um, he's a really nice guy. They, were, they actually both had the same uh, engineer and former Renault as, as I did, so that was a nice mutual connection that we've all got. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's exciting. Now it's time for The Punt, brought to you by 2-7 Design, your go-to for all motorsport-specific graphic design, specialising in creating a new and unique look for your race car or cart or both. We've got uh, we've got a new segment we're going to try and promote a little bit. It's called The Punt. Yeah. So it's just trying to bring back some memories about that one time you've just taken some out deliberately. We uh, don't condone that sort of stuff, yeah. but if you remember whether it's a kart race or it's in you know Formula Car Racing, what's this one time you've just taken someone out? Well, in open wheels, it makes life a bit difficult because you've got a front wing, which can break very easily. Um, but in go-karts, I remember there was a race at Pucker. I think it was the junior sprint. Um, I can't remember what year it was, but it was my first race in junior light. I think it's, what was it called now, KA4 junior. Um, and, yeah, coming up, up the hill through the double left uh, into into the bus stop I went up the inside of someone and actually rolled in one of the heats um, so the next heat I think I started behind him and yeah I wasn't too happy with how the previous heat had gone so I came down oh, I forget what the corn's called but after the canteen the left hand that quick yep. left flat that left hill. hander yeah yeah into the whatever it's called and yeah just Went a bit easy on the brakes and, uh, yeah, used my nose cone, but... Offloaded. Yeah, I think, I think that's the only occasion I can think of. I like to think that I didn't do that too often. 
No, no. I know you had some good runnings with Dylan Hollis on the way. Uh, that was some yeah. tough battles. They weren't necessarily, um, you know, deliberate on all occasions, but it was some very hard racing with Dylan. I remember that quite vividly. Um, like I said, it's been funny to listen to. Yeah, I think we had one at Geelong, actually, me and Hollis. Um, yeah, it got a bit feisty. But, yeah, I mean, besides that, it was generally pretty good. Just a few dodgy moves here and there, but that, that's pretty normal for everyone, I think. No, that's good. That's good. And do you have a favourite karting moment? Um, I think my my first nationals was pretty cool. Um, so my first nationals was at Newcastle when it was a one-off. Um, and yeah, that was my I think it was my second race in in junior clubman, so K three. And um, yeah, I think I qualified like seventeenth or something, and ended up finishing second in the final. Um, about. A car, length, a car length behind P1. So, yeah, come second in that race was pretty cool. Um, and, yeah, I think first state title at Monado, that was an awesome moment. Um, I'd sort of come close to winning a few things before that, but that was the first sort of big thing that I that I won and obviously first blue plate, which back in the day, you know, everyone wanted a blue plate and I think everyone now still does, so... Um, so, yeah, getting that first blue plate was cool as well. No, awesome, awesome. We've got a motorsport quiz. Have you listened to the last couple of nights? Because I don't want to give you the uh, the same questions. No, I haven't, actually. Okay, now this is good. Okay, so we've got nine questions. At the moment, six is the current leader with Will Power and Oliver Askew. Michael Caruso has yep. been at the bottom on four, so there's no pressure, mate. We'll see if we do right. our best. So we've yep. got youngest Formula One winner. Uh, Max Verstappen. Yep, that's good. Good start. How many World Karting Championships has David Foray won? Five. So it's actually four, which is a bit of a trick question. Is there one World yeah. Cup in there? So oh, uh, not many, no one's got that one just yet. Because he's got, doesn't he? I think he's, he's got, got five. five on the back of I his know, helmet I, or something. I, know, I went to, I searched for it, but he says four World Championships and one World Cup. So anyway, yeah, I've yeah. gone with four. That's what I've said to everyone. All right. In which, in which country is the kart track Sano? Italy. Yeah, you would have raced there, which I thought that was going to be pretty easy. What racing yeah. number did Jeff Gordon make famous during his NASCAR career? 24. The DuPont car? 24, that's good. So you're three from four. Yeah. When did the first Indy 500 take place? So it's pre-World War One. Try and give you some sort of... Uh, is it 20th century? No. All right, 18... Oh, sorry, no, it is 20th century. No, sorry, it is. Oh, okay. It's in the 19th, Nine, 19th. 19... 1901. 1911. So the two IndyCar guys have got that, that one. Yeah. How, how many Bathurst 1000s has Peter Brock won, the king of the mountain? Nine. Yep, oh, that's correct. Is, is no, it no, nine you got thousand? it, mate. Yeah? Lock it in. Just lock, yeah, nine, nine's correct. Okay, who is the only driver to win the Triple Crown in motorsport? So that's the Le Mans 24-hour, the Monaco Grand Prix, and the Indy 500. It's only one driver. UK-based driver in the 60s. Uh, was it thinking Jim Clark, maybe? Graham Hill. Uh, Graham Hill, all right. Yeah, yeah I didn't I, know. I said, I've had to Google some of these myself. <laughs> um, who did Michael Schumacher debut for in Formula 1? Benetton Jordan yeah it was Jordan so uh, again another sort of trick one 
Jordan um, And which yeah. circuit has the corner Ascari? Monza. Funnily enough, yeah, I'm Monza. actually in an iRacing session right now and I'm going through Ascari in about five well, minutes. The, so. Oh, there you go, there you go. <laughs> so you got you got Formula One winner, Sano, Jeff Gordon, uh, you got King of the Mountain, and you got Ascari. So you got five. That's all right. We're not on the bottom. That's good. That's all right. That's all well, right. Um, Middle of the pack. Middle of the pack, that's good. Uh, look, thanks very much for joining us. Obviously, all the best with uh, with this year's racing, if it does go ahead, uh, or obviously your future racing in regards to making it to Formula One. Yeah. We wish you all the best from uh, from Australian karting. And thanks for very much for chatting to us, Oscar. No worries. Thanks for having me. Take it easy, buddy. We'll see you soon. Yep, see you soon. Thank you. Bye, bye. Next time on Swapping Paint, we chat to Aston Martin Red Bull Racing Formula One driver Alex Albon. Alex chats about how he got involved in kart racing to begin with and what gets him in the right frame of mind before driving in excess of 300km an hour against Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen. If you want to find me online, go to Facebook and type in Dave Serra or at Instagram, Serra Driver Development. And just a reminder, if you like this episode of Swapping Paint, be sure to click the subscribe button so you never miss another episode. Leave us a review or ask questions so we can ask our future guests. Big thanks to Tom Evans for his production work in putting these together.